Welcome back to the Great Snake Audio Literature Series, brought to you by Channel the Sun, bringing people together. (laughs) The show is produced by Kevin Grossman and hosted by me, Taylor Cox. You can follow all of us at Channel the Sun on Instagram. Toying with the way in which we tell stories. I didn't sit down this week and prepare a typical story like I normally do. I wrote this piece that I'm going to read for you on the airplane after coming home from a very difficult week of mine going to visit family. Not specifically difficult because of family, just difficult because a lot of different emotions took ahead all at once and it just so happened to be at a time when I was back home with family. But it was a very challenging week and during this time some very interesting solutions opened up and I was able to break through some barriers that used to kick my ass. So this episode, chapter 3, is called Go Take Your Mind Out for a Walk in the Field. In a mind drift, I found a dreamy home place. Forward. I recently went home. Home has lots of meanings, but I went to a home where my parents are. A lot of stress was built up in my personal life before I got home, so when I arrived, the pressure from being around my family was too heavy for me to carry, and I snapped. I didn't snap on anyone or lash out, but the camel's back broke, and I felt like I was having an anxiety attack. I'm a recovering alcoholic, so in this loose state, I really wanted to drink some tequila. Lucky for me, I have a very strong support system of friends and family, and I was able to call. I managed to make it out through the storm without drinking. But this mental break I had experienced, it wasn't healed right away. And after it happened, I became sad and depressed for the days that followed. It lasted all that first day, then another day, and then another. And I felt like I was deeply stuck in the mud of some strange sorrow. The kind of sorrow that comes when you question where you are in your life and why. When you get stuck in a thick mud of this variety, best bet is to just relax and call for help. Spinning your wheels in the wet, fresh, sloppy mud usually is only a waste of energy. On day two, I had to get out of the house. My parents are divorced, so I borrowed the car and I drove up to the mountains where my dad lives. As I drove, I couldn't help but vibe with some soft music. It matched me and I relished in this somber jar, my heart pickling in this vinegar of sadness of the morning process. Something in me was dying for sure. Something in me mourned that letting go, saying goodbye to an outdated version of myself 
that part of me that was being let go didn't fully feel prepared and was caught off guard by me saying that I was done with it. I mean, I really know it was time to let a part of me go, but I think that that piece of me that was being left behind was surprised and almost was feeling like, hey, why me? Why are you leaving me behind? I love you, dude. You don't love me? Why are you leaving me? That was hard. It's like losing an old version of myself, like a baby would feel if it lost its blankie, or a little kid would feel after losing a stuffed animal, or imaginary friend. This morning was really deep, and the sadness was very deep. I didn't know it at the time, but a part of my psyche took over my my life ship controls after my little episode or mental breakdown or anxiety attack, whatever you want to call it. Something in me kind of said, okay, you're overwhelmed, Taylor. We're going we're gonna to take control. We're going to guide this ship home. So my mind, that's usually in control, kind of just floated off. And an intuition took the driver's seat. If I would have listened to my mind, I would have stopped at a small mountain town saloon, drank beer, took shots, played pool, smoked cigarettes, forgotten about my problems temporarily, but either way. But there's no checking in life. No check, sorry, there's no checking out in life ever. I would have just confused myself and put myself further from the peaceful solution. I held brave like a real person and uh, instead I sat with the sadness, sadness and I watched it paint a picture through me. I let my sadness kind of draw a sketch and um, my sadness drove the car even for me not pulling over at a saloon but I did pull over however very strangely I started to pull over on different random highways as I was driving up to my father's house in the mountains and I was listening to my sadness and it said pull over I want to go into this field right now and for some reason because I knew that my mind was not in any good shape to make any decisions for me I would pull over what the hell are we doing in this field I'd pull over in the rural highway and I'd just walk through these fields of corn stalks and daisies and vineyards and my sadness would say film this film this right now so I just filmed myself walking into the plants (laughs) why the hell am I doing this That's what I would have normally told myself. But remember, my mind was not in control. Something else in my psyche had the power right now. So I took my mind out for a walk in the field. There was no result. I didn't care what I was doing as long as it wasn't tequila. It took me much longer than usual to drive to my dad's house. I kept pulling over to walk in fields 
strange fields of flowers and trees and I had all these little movies that I had filmed of me walking through nature. I had no idea what I was going to do with them. Keep going in the fields, my sadness said over and over to me. This happened every day. Day three, sad, walking in fields with no purpose. Day four, sad, in the field, walking around to nowhere. Day five, out in the damn fields again. When am I not going to be sad? I had that question over and over in my head. My sadness told me on day four, write out my feelings. No questions asked. I wrote down these strange words that my sadness recited. And I'm being honest when I tell you that when I wrote these words that my sadness requested I write, I was in no control. I was not using my aesthetic flair to compose any kinds of aesthetic poetry. I was purely translating. So then came this weird little two to five minute nature movies that I made, adding the voiceover of me reading these sad translations. The videos are on our page at Channel the Sun Instagram. You can see them for yourself. Um, I then gave them to Kevin to uh, put a musical score to. So into the chamber of time and love and tolerance of this sadness, this trippy art emerged. And that to me is like a hallelujah kind of moment. The fact that you can kind of incubate pain and sadness in the right way and turn it into uh, just funky, weird, cool, emotion-packed art. The feelings I felt in the fields of my sadness on these 95-degree days were a feeling I had never felt. It was a literal awake dream. My unconscious was moving my feet, and my mind was sleeping. My body was just responding to something else that was operating. I was a channel for my sadness, but I was possessed willingly by my deep soul. And the simple words... They blazed like little dragon's breaths. And they made so much sense when I wrote them. Simple words and these simple poetry that I was writing through the sadness made so much sense. Life needs only sunlight and water. Soil and soul. Sweat and breath. A bird's flight pattern proves grace. And a tree's shade proves that there is compassion from the Creator. This was all I needed to be reminded of in my sadness. Sadness? 
What is sadness but a person who forgets these fundamentals that all life needs is only sunlight and water, soil and soul, sweat and breath, watching a bird fly, seeing grace, sitting under a tree shade, feeling rest. What is sadness but a person who forgets these fundamentals? My skin felt good burning in the sun in these 95 degree days. The sweet smell of sweat in the heat. The wind was like a mother's hum. Traced my toes in the canal waters as tide poles dove in the green algae. And then I realized what do I have to be sad for? And then it ended. The end.